I think we can all agree that parenting young kids is just one of the hardest things. Like it takes all your energy, your patience, your time, and it's so worth it because we love them so much and they're so adorable, but there's still a lot of work that goes into it. And that becomes even more whenever you're doing it by yourself. So whether your partner's just away for a couple days or you're a single parent or a solo parent, I know that there's a lot of different situations all in between there, but being on your own is a different kind of challenge. So I talked today with Lola from What Lola Likes. She's gonna hop on here with me in a second. And we're talking about what it's like to be a parent who is doing it largely by themselves and what that looks like, what kind of things she's found that are helpful. And I just appreciate her coming on here and talking with us about something that is hard. So let me bring her on now. I want to welcome today's guest. This is Lola from What Lola Likes on Instagram. And if you follow her, then you already know who she is. But welcome. Thank you. Will you tell us a little bit about you? Yes. So I am a lifestyle content creator from Arizona. I'm originally from upstate New York, but I have been doing social media for since 2011, 2000, between 2011, 2014 is when I really like decided, okay, I'm going to go and like really work on it. But 2011 is when I got an Instagram and just kind of started dabbling with it. I have two amazing girls, Vivian and Alice. Um, They are going to be four and six this year, which is so crazy. And I do everything. I mean, everything from fashion, motherhood, just pouring my coffee in the morning. I don't know. I just get really (laughs) tired by like everyday life and just showcasing every day with music and I'm really into poetry. I'm just very all over the place with what I like, but it's just kind of me. I love that though. That's one of the reasons that I like following you because, you know, sometimes people, especially in that fashion space, it can be feel really intimidating and just like, I don't belong here. So I love that you kind of mix it in with your regular life too, to be like, I'm not just this, you know, I'm also the girl who's in my workout clothes at home, like picking up after the kids. Totally. And honestly, fashion, I would say is probably one of my least things that I do on Instagram. I want to say it's just more a showcase of style, but I am the furthest from like a fashion guru. I'm the furthest being able to really give people tips and tricks. I just know what I like and what looks good on me personally. And I just kind of wear what I like and show that. But I don't know. Fashion was always something that my sister loved. My mom was really into. And it was not really second nature to me. But I just put on what I like. And people seem to like it. So I just kind of go with it. I was (laughs) going to say. Fashion person. You do seem like it's second nature to you. So you pull it off well. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) So the reason that I wanted to talk to you was because you know, I get so many parents who follow me who say that they are the primary caregiver, whether that means that they're divorced and their kids split time or they have their kids full time or they are a military spouse and their their partner is deployed or like me, I have a part, uh, my husband just travels all the time. 
So, so many, usually moms, because like 99% of my followers are moms who are just in this space where it's hard when so many things fall on you. And so, because I feel like you do a good job of showing like that lifestyle with your kids and how you also take care of yourself. Like, I really wanted to just talk about how we try to balance this stuff, but also just like what you found works for you and your family when you are the one who's making all these decisions when your girls are with you. I think it's really important that everybody understands that everyone's situation is so different. I do not, you know, my situation, I'm so blessed. I'm so privileged. I work really hard at my job, but I do have help. I have a nanny that helps me with my kiddos that I'm able to sit here and talk to you today and work and get things done. I know people have obviously daycare and, you know, or family, other people to help them while they work. I know it's not easy. So it definitely takes a village to help you. I know I I just, I can't imagine. And I literally feel for all the women that don't have family or don't have help. It is, I can't even imagine. So I won't sit here and be like, oh yeah, I do it all. Cause I think when you're, you can't really do it all. And when you, you can try, but more than likely something is going to be bottom priority. And that may just be depending on what that is at the time. Maybe it's, you're not as present with your kids. And then maybe you realize, oh my gosh, I need to be more present. And then your kids are at the top and you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden your work is down or your self-care is down or your time with your friends is down. It's you kind of do have to pick and choose because you will not be able to do everything. And I think having that understanding and knowing, giving yourself grace is super important because we'll just, you know, it, you'll, you'll be hoping to do everything, but just remember you won't be able to. I love that you said all that and especially just sharing that you are privileged to have this help and that you do like welcome the help. And I think that you're right. There's no way, you know, I used to think, oh, I could kind of fit it into these neat little boxes where I spend enough time with my kids and enough time on my self-care. And, you know, I could fit all these things into the day. But like you said, there's always going to be shifting priorities and things that fall off. Like, I thought I could make it so that I feel good about every aspect of my life, but like, you just can't do that in a day. Totally. And I do think, you know, when you're having a harder day, say you have so much work. So I have my nanny until three and then three, literally three o'clock hits and my kids are at my door and it's done, done with work. There's moments where I have to still do some things for work. So Maybe I throw on a show, maybe, you know, there's, there's things you have to do to kind of pivot every single day, but just remember tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow you can, you know, do something that you really wanted to get done or, you know, okay, I wasn't as present today. Tomorrow I'm definitely getting everything done by three so I can be more present for my kids. You know, just give yourself grace. It sounds like you do give yourself that grace. Is that something that comes natural to you or have you had to work at it? I've definitely had to work at it. I mean, I, I had a lot of mom guilt when the kids were babies and I always was the person that was like, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to stay home. You know, I'll, I'm got it. I got it. I got it. 
And I definitely had to learn to ask for help or say, hey, I need to go to dinner with my friends or I need some time away. But I just knew I'm a little, I have a little bit of a, it's not even a control thing. It's just kind of like, I got it. I got it. Like, I'm good. But those moments do end up piling on top of you. And then you're like, wait, I'm the only one that's got it. that's offering me all the time. And I need to also allow somebody else to come in and help. So I think it's just the realization of, okay, that's where you kind of have that balance. That's where I'm really about the self-care and self-love and giving myself that grace. So I don't, you know, have those, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I think, I think over time, I know that it, it's needed and time for ourselves are really, is really needed. And it's really important. I relate to that so much. I am totally the independent type of person who's like, I can do it all. I got this. And accepting help as a mom was really hard for me. And I think in my mind, it was either like, well, I do it or my husband does it. But he works a really busy and demanding job. He travels a lot. And so it was an unfair position that I was putting myself in to think that I could do it all or like he's going to pick up some slack he's not around to pick up some slack. So I think I did feel some guilt, definitely mom guilt and like shame in having to really reach out and ask for help, whether that's more babysitter time or sending them to daycare or whatever it is like that did not come easy to me. Totally. I definitely relate. I think it honestly was, I'm not going to say it was definitely around the time of separation or divorce, but I think just that being now like not having any option at all. And it's just me. I think that's where I was really like, okay, I need to prioritize myself and get me good and happy. And you know, that independence, I I just feel like there, I've always had this thing where we don't have to just be moms. We don't have to just be, you know, we can still have that independence and that individuality and that separation from the word mom. So I just, I thought it was really important to work on like self-love and just doing things I wanted to do and having a couple days that I was off that was then spent doing things I wanted to do. And so I think that was really important. For you, what are some of those things that you do like to do to take care of yourself and show yourself that self-care and self-love? My self-care list, it was quite funny because I was talking about it last night. And it's like, I have, if I, if we could put the line of people behind me, that is like self-care line. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. I have always been, I'm not really a big TV person or I I've just kind of grown out of that. I just find myself, I don't gravitate towards it. I really love music. I love self-care. I would say I love just like facials and, you know, facial steaming and just kind of a little bit at home spa moment. I love Melissa Woodhouse. Her workouts and meditations have spoken to me throughout my entire process. I, I had been using her for years, but around that time, it was like specifically, she just like, I have you ever listened to her before? No, no. She's new to me. Oh my goodness. She, so she's in New York city and she has blown up over the cu- past couple of years, but just her voice and just the things she says, I mean, I, I can't even tell you the times I would meditate or do a workout and I'm just like crying. Cause it's like some, whatever she said just spoke to me. She really helped me a lot in that process, but 
dinner with girlfriends. I love good food. I was, I was really, really big into wine, especially after the last couple of years, I just was loving wine. I've really calmed down in general of drinking. I drink only like a little bit on the weekends now, but I love good food and ambiances. So I love going out to eat, hanging out with girlfriends. Girlfriends are super important to me. I just think, you know, maintaining your, your relationships are so important. Um, I'm also to boxing class. I've been doing that for almost a year, getting wow. better. I'm not like terrible, but I'm not really that great either. <laughs> it's just fun. Just like trying something new. I don't know. It's, I think there's so many aspects of self-care and self-love, you know, so many ways of being able to just take time for you and it could be the smallest thing. I also really like to clean. I like a clean house. As sad and empathetic as that is, like, I <laughs> like spend a lot of my time, like putting a, you know, an audible on and cleaning around the house. I love that. I think though, it's so good to realize those things because I used to think that self-care was just like getting a massage, which I Uh like getting a massage, but I thought that was like the only thing that fit into that box. And then my therapist was the one who is like, Casey, like you like doing things like going to play tennis with your friends. Like it doesn't have to be something where it's just uh, you laying there, like you can get time to relax and recharge in other ways too and I was like oh that makes a lot of sense yeah no I know there's a lot of I mean when I again when I first separated I was starting to make a list of all these things I wanted to do like a horseback riding I mean it's really hot right now it's hard to do any of those activities outside but I do have a lot of things I still want to do like I would love to take voice lessons I would love to learn the guitar I would love you know there's so many things I want to do I just you know, across that bridge when I get there. But, you know, I think you can kind of, I don't know, do a few things to set just little hobbies or, or just, you know, go hiking or just go take a walk, like every single morning, you know, all those little things are still just for you, or even just having a hot cup of coffee before any of your kids wake up and you just sit and like, just sit with yourself. It's just those little moments are still considered self-care, self-love because you're just with you and you're not catering to anybody else. Mm, Yes. I find it so much easier for me to get through the days, like say my husband, he was just out of town for two weeks and I'm like, okay, it's all on me. And normally I would kind of like wait until I would say, you just need to get through the day wait till the kids go to bed. And then I realized if I could start taking a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, even just listening to a song that I wanted in the car instead of whatever, you know, annoying crap they want to listen to. Like constant battle with the music. (laughs) I'll be like, mommy has, mommy gets to play one of her songs and then you guys can play your whatever. Oh, it's basically (laughs) What's greatest showman on repeat over at our house, which isn't a terrible, it's not a terrible thing, but there's some bad ones that they do like to listen to as well. Yes. My son listens to the weirdest stuff. He's like, I heard this on Minecraft. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it's bad. <laughs> and then they want to listen over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Now I want to talk a little bit about like 
for you? You know, it was obviously a transition, getting separated, getting divorced. Like, what are the things that you felt just kind of helped you through that adapting to like, okay, you know, I'm, this is a big change. (laughs) I feel like I'm stumbling over my words, but you know what I mean? I think it was an easier transition only because I felt like I was not that I, not that I was like, oh, I was, I just kind of like adapt pretty well to change. And it's almost just like, again, is that I got it mentality. So I feel like it was more difficult knowing I had days on and off. And the first couple of times that it was, you know, their time with dad, those were really, really hard days. And I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? And I would cry and I would sit around. And honestly, some moments I have found even a few months ago where I had full days, it would be, he had the girls for two nights and I had full days that I had all the time in the world. And I'd feel I got more done on days that I had them where I had an eight to three schedule than I had the entire day. And it's just like, you almost have too much, not too much time, but it's like, you feel like you have so much time, but, and then you just kind of like sit around and I'm like, what did I do today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was just balancing those time off, I think. But, you know, at the same time, it became easier as the days went on and time away. And then you start going, okay, these are the days I'm going to be doing my nights with girlfriends and my, you know, self-care and I'm going to just sit at home tonight and, you know, like work on this a little bit longer. So you really, it really does get easier, even though it's still such a hard thing to be away from your kiddos. I mean, nobody plans or wants to be 50-50 with their children. You know, that's, I think, was the hardest thing for me was I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to have my kids 50-50. So I completely understand anybody who's going through a divorce and how difficult that is. But it can also bring so much, you know, positivity in different ways too, because of course children just want to see happy parents. So anybody that's really struggling with that and really wanting to not get divorced or not get separated for just their children, I encourage them to go, okay, but what, where are you doing the disservice? Is it at the end of the day, they're going to see two unhappy parents that's going to make them not really know how to have a relationship down the line, you know, themselves. Or they have, you know, two Christmases and two houses and two happy parents that, you know, give them a better understanding of what, where they should be at in in relationships. I love that. I mean, I'm a child of divorce. So for me, just hearing you say, uh, like having the parents who are happy, I mean, my situation was different because my dad was like out of the picture once my parents got divorced, but I was still so much happier because I didn't live in a happy home. I, you know, I think my mom did try to make it work for a while to have that like full family and we, this is how a family looks, but she was happier when he was gone. I was a lot happier. So I think it's so true that it's like, it's definitely not an ideal situation. Like you said, you don't want to not have your kids full time, but given what was going on, like you needed a change. Yeah. 
I'm not somebody who is an advocate for divorce. I want people, I know people that follow me, they do know that. And I'm, I'm all for doing whatever you can first before making that decision. But I do, I, I'm more so an advocate for happiness and whether, you know, whether you want to work on it or not. I mean, some people, they just can't do it anymore. So they are like, you know what, I'm happier without. And guess what? That's okay. And the kids are resilient. They will be great. They need one happy, they, my therapist told me they need one solid parent, one solid parent. So you can be that parent, you know, it's true. And it's true. So, you know, don't, don't worry about that. I think I don't, I definitely just don't want to come across as, you know, an advocate for divorce, but you know, you, you know how you're going to be the most happy. So I don't know. Just don't stay together for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At the end of the day, that's not helping the situation. Did you know that kids eat 1,095 meals a year? Ah, and if you include snacks, it's more like 4 trillion meals a year. <laughs> and the best part is that we parents have the grand honor of making sure that they're fed each and every one. Honestly, that responsibility kind of sucks sometimes, but we're here with some real help and camaraderie too. We're Stacey and Megan, hosts of Didn't I Just Feed You, a weekly podcast that gets real about what it takes to feed our families. We are two longtime food professionals who between us have worked on five cookbooks, two TV shows, countless stories for publications like Better Homes and Gardens, Every Day with Rachel Ray, Epicurious, and TheKitchen.com. And between us, we also parent four kids between the ages of seven and 15. Despite all of this work experience, at the end of the day, we too are just two working parents who also get tired of making meals happen at home. Tune in to Didn't I Just Feed You for meal inspiration, kitchen tricks, product recommendations, and big laughs from two moms who get it. From how to turn nachos into a family dinner to what you should do when you don't feel like cooking, we've got you covered. Listen and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We're also at Didn't I Just Feed You on all social. So the thing about the one parent made me think of mealtimes because something that I always tell parents is that you don't need, you think about a family meal and we think of what we see in movies and TV shows of everybody around this beautiful dinner table and dad's home from work and mom made this nice meal for everybody. But like the research shows us that for kids to have a benefit from a family meal, it really only needs to be one parent or even grandparent, like one adult and the kids, and that's a family meal. And just sitting down to do that, no matter what you serve, that's still a great benefit to them. So let's talk about meals a little bit. Like one thing that I am curious to know is, did you feel like the way that you fed your kids changed at all? Or was it just kind of going the same, you know, when you got divorced? I think it was pretty much the same. The only thing that's maybe different is how I fed myself because my kids, you know, I all want to, now I think I start thinking of food based off of what they will eat and not because I make myself kind of secondary where before it was, you know, four of us and I knew him and I were going to be eating the same thing together, but, and my kids were, yeah, maybe they won't have it, but they'll at least try a little bit where now it's just me. So I'm like, I don't want to make this full dinner and then nobody's going to eat it, you know? So I think it's just mainly myself. I've, I've catered to them a little bit more on what I know they'll eat or potentially eat. And yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. So I know I've seen you do those, like that meal delivery service that's local to you, like, and you love it. Is that one of the things that helped you take care of nourishing yourself? I can't even tell you. I mean, the days, the weeks that I forget to, which reminds me is Friday, I have to order mine. I will have moments where I forget. And then I'm so S-H-I-T out of luck because I just, I mainly use them for lunches. That's been like a big, big thing because to me, lunches are very boring. I, I, for some odd reason, think sandwiches, salads, I don't know why. And I just don't, especially in, when I'm working from home, my kiddos are out there and I'm usually in here working. And if I go out there, they attack me and they're like, you're trying to get into my room and like, mom, 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 mom. So sometimes I just skip or I'll like, you know, so if I'm going out there to prep an entire lunch, it's just kiddos overload. But the eat clean makes it so much easier because you literally just pop it in for two minutes and then you can just walk back to your room and eat it. But yes, eat clean is in, is in Arizona and they have been sending me food since the beginning. I've been using it since probably our divorce started and I lost like 10, 10, 15 pounds. No joke. Pounds that I did not need to lose. That's for sure. <laughs> very quickly. So it was them that truly, truly helped just get more weight on me because I was just not taking able to take care of myself and just not physically wanting to eat. I just was not hungry and I had so much stress. So it was, yeah, the best thing. And if you guys have any sort of meal, I know there's tons of options. There's ones that deliver, you know, all over, or there's ones that are more local, I would definitely check out some of your local options first, but highly recommend doing that, especially in the beginning stages of divorce, because again, I didn't even want to cook anything for myself. And even now it's still a challenge. So that makes sense. I mean, it does, you have to take care of the kids, you know, you have to feed them and you're kind of an afterthought a lot of times because there's so many things. And even I find like with my kids, if I get food on the table for them, by the time I start to think about myself, like they're already done, they're done. They're on to the next thing. They like want me to play with them. And I'm like, I didn't eat lunch. I mean, or I didn't eat dinner. They're like, I don't care. Right. And then you're just like, oh, whatever. And then you just end up eating something like not good. Or you just, you know, it's, um, it's a constant battle. Yes. <laughs> you don't have the kids say they're with their dad then what you want to cook for yourself you're not going to want to cook an entire meal for yourself like I just feel like I don't know so I the the eat clean is it's just portioned out so well so it's the perfect meal too for when you're just solo parenting I love that the word solo parenting I don't know are we we able to use the word (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I have, I've been trying to think of like the alt. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess some people will say it's correct and some people will say it's not correct, but we'll yeah. just go with it. It's hard. Cause like you said at the beginning, people are in so many different situations and circumstances. So it's like, how do you reduce it down to one title? But at the same right. time, like 
also there is a difference between being at whatever I don't have to get into the entire comments will be a argument of if it's solo parenting or if it's not solo parenting I don't even remember what the other terminology was supposed to be but I just was like okay well we're all we're all doing our best (laughs) I know I know so what I find interesting I said I was gonna wasn't gonna talk about this and now I am but I find the the term single single mom like what I I don't know I feel like that describes your relationship status in some way when it's like shouldn't this not shouldn't that not be where the focus is right and and so the single mom thing it's it is hard because then it's like what if you're a single mom but then you're also have a boyfriend does that mean you're (laughs) still single (laughs) I don't know somebody tell me what tell me what it is and then I'll know going forward (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm sure many somebodies will tell you <laughs> what it is. Something that I've used lately is called Flex Pro Meals, and they do deliver. I've been meaning to ask them for like an affiliate code because I have found the same thing, especially with lunch. Like, I a lot of times will eat like a granola bar at lunch because I just didn't have anything ready. So I love that. And then the other thing that I wanted to ask you about that was. Do you have any hacks that make it easier to feed your kids when you're solo in terms of like, I don't know, it's, it's so much work, (laughs) so much work. Do you have any hacks? I feel like, you know, my kids, I try to like distract them when I need, because there's moments, the moment we wake up, it is, I'm hungry. I'm no, no, no joke. It's 6am and it's, I'm hungry and I want a feast mom. So wake up and. (laughs) And so it's like the big chocolate chip pancake. I'm like, you get yogurt. Uh, but I, I have every morning for a while, I've been illustrating just like these simple pictures for them to start coloring while I make breakfast. And it's kind of like an idea. What's the breakfast, uh, breakfast invitations? Why am I blanking on? Yeah. Days with yeah. gray. Yes. So she originally gave me the idea and now I've just kind of been making, just making it primarily little like portraits, but it's just so smart because it, they're ready to go in the morning and they're also, they're not like, they're just ready and we're not, but they are. So it's, (laughs) so having something to kind of distract. So that's my morning that I try to have them just focus on that while I make breakfast, which has been really helpful other than when they're asking me for multiple. And then I'm like, okay, hold on a second. If I'm going out to dinner with them, this is of course like a different topic, obviously, but I have a bag of like crafty, like, you know, it's basically flashcards or coloring and because again, distractions, it's like everything has to kind of be distractions. I do I, and I'm trying to get a lot better at this, but having them help me prep it's, I don't do it every single meal. I've been trying it more. Dinner is just, you know, slice up this avocado for me. And they've been really, really liking that. Or I'll put dishes that aren't going to break in the sink and they'll help me wash them. And even if they like, I have to redo it or something, it's just something other than, okay, here's a TV show. Cause I do that too. I'm not going to sit and say, I don't put on TV if I'm going to need some moments to make dinner in peace. But 
you know, the other night I did it and they didn't ask for TV all night long. I mean, I'm not big on, I, I will do TV. I will do movies, all of that. But if I can try to not yeah. do it as often, you try, but having them help even just like, you know, put, put the peas in, in here, you know, it's just these little, I do think they are more prone to eat it when they help or like sit there and try like my kiddos, if I put tomato on their plate, they're not going to eat that. But if they're helping me chop it, they're both putting it in their mouth as like to taste it. And whether they eat anymore, that's okay. They're still trying it, which I think is important. And then I also schedule snack times. There's probably nothing worse than physically making dinner, like getting stuff out and they're in the pantry trying to get food. There's literally, I don't think anything worse. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait. And then you second guess what you're going to make because you know, it's going to be like an hour. And like my <laughs> kids are gonna, not going to hold on for it. So I'll usually offer like fruit or frozen peas is a big one. And I know some people are like, why do you, why frozen peas? I don't know what it is, but I was given this little tip a long time ago and my kids love frozen peas. Do your kids do eat too. them? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They some people get on me because they're like, they're not safe that way, but I've looked into it and they are safe enough. I'm good with it. They're fine. And my kiddos, they'll just sit there and eat. I'm like, great. You're getting your veggies in. Perfect. You know? Yeah. So I say, these are your options. You can have, you know, a piece of fruit. Majority of the time it's the frozen peas. But so I think that's a big one. I don't know. What do you do if they don't want to eat food? Do you keep it or do you go, okay, you're done for the night? Cause I always, I always keep my, the plates. And so if they go, if it's six 30 and they're like, I'm hungry, which they do a lot. <laughs> Eat up your dinner. Yes. Especially when they get a little bit older too. I totally do that as well. Cause I feel like my son has such a short attention span at dinner and he's like on to the next thing. So I think it's totally fine to leave it out. Cause then again, like, what are you supposed to make something else different at that point? Like, no. Right. <laughs> and I have had those moments too. And I'm like, okay, it's, I have to, I have to have a consistent routine where they know they're not going to be like, oh, yuck, I don't like this. Okay. Mom's going to make me a whole new meal. I kind of have to be like, all right, this is our option. You don't want it right now. That's fine. You can either have some peas or I can heat this up later, but I've tried to be, <laughs> tried to be a little bit more rigid on that because they will. And, or the bread before bed, can I just have a piece of bread or an apple before bed? <laughs> it's so <laughs> hard. I know, but it's smart. Like you have to have some boundaries in place. And especially when like the end of the day, everybody is tired. And I feel like if you don't have that kind of in place of like, this is our routine, this is how we do it. Then it's like, do I have to make another decision about what to give them? Or should I let them have it? Shouldn't I? Did they eat enough? Didn't they? Like, no, there, nobody has the mental energy for that in the evening. I do think, you know, our children's stomachs are very different from ours and they're smaller. So if they had a really, really good breakfast, they may not want the lunch. They may not want the dinner. So it's okay. I think sometimes we get super paranoid over, oh my gosh, they didn't have any dinner. Well, guess what? The morning they're going to probably have a really big breakfast and they're going to be okay. So I think, you know, 
not every single meal needs to needs to be food gone off your plate. I'm just happy. I just say, is your belly full? Is your, yeah. is your belly full? Belly tell you. And then, you know, hopefully they're not asking for ice cream five minutes later. <laughs> totally. And I hope that all the toddler parents who are listening to this can really take that in because their appetite is so variable like that. And I think, especially when they're younger, you, I at least worried a lot more about it. But like you said, your kids are four and six, right? And mine are four and seven or about to be four. I forget how old you said your younger one is, but okay. They really don't need to have like a full meal at every single meal. And they're fine. Right. Our meals are very different from theirs as well. They don't need a entire huge plate full of food. Give them on, honestly, give them a small quantity and then have them feel like satisfied, like, great. I just conquered this. Oh, you get a little bit more if you want it. You know, I just allow them to kind of pick and choose what they and how they want to eat as well. It's less like, it's less scary for them too to have a smaller portions. You get an A plus from dietitian Casey. <laughs> Okay. Any like last things that you want to say? Oh, you know what I did want to ask you? Like maybe now that they're older, it's different. Cause, oh my gosh, can we just talk about the difference in having a two-year-old to a four-year-old or a five-year-old? Like how different is it? Different in the sense of just personalities, because you have your one baby and that's all you know. And you're like, this is, this is her personality. This is kids. This is, and then you have another one and it's a completely different show. And I'm like, wait, this is, we didn't do anything different here. It's just personalities are so different, but ages are really, really interesting. Like Vivian, she's my type A. So she's definitely more like me. She's a real follower. She's so smart, but I think and Alice is definitely my more character and she's just more emotional too. Like she's still at that age where she hasn't quite, you know, figured out how to really handle her emotions. So um, it, it's such a difference. It's insane, but it's great. <laughs> I do really love these ages. Me too. Now, what I was wondering about is like, are there ever times... I mean, I can't imagine that you'd say no to this, but are there ever times when you're like, it's dinner time with your girls and you're like, I just want to sit down. Like, I wish there was somebody else to go get the thing that she requested and go do that. Like, oh. I just want to sit down. Absolutely. I just don't want to make another meal or clean another meal or I need to go run this errand really fast, but I don't want to bring my two kids that's going to grab everything off of the aisle. And it's literally going to take seconds for me to go do this by myself, but it's going to take 20 minutes to do it with my kids. Like hundred percent. I think some, I think some of those moments are the hardest, you know, when we just need to go do something really fast or again, running errands. I guess it's just nice to have Instacart these days, but still that's not normal. Like Instacart isn't a normal, like it's a luxury to, to do Instacart. But yes, just to be able to sit down and just nobody, nobody asked me for something. Yeah, that would be, that would be lovely. I have those moments for sure. And I'm just like, okay, I just, I need, 
two minutes to finish this email and then I will get to you. But they don't care. They're like, no, mom, you need to get this immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, they're so demanding, but they're so cute and lovely and it all makes up for it. Well, I think so many people too will really make you then be sad because they'll be like, they won't ask you for this forever. They eventually won't want you to be around. And I'm like, okay, all right. I guess I can have, I can deal with them now. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're like, wait, way to lay the guilt on lady. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think I think transitioning to to solo parenting or however we want to use it, like, I think just my biggest advice would just be like, just try to do as, be as calm as you can, because our energy is so important around our children. And as much as we have those moments and please, like everyone has their moments. No, no one's going to ever tell you that they don't have a moment where they get frustrated and you know, yell or have, they would be lying to you. Everyone's got those moments, but the, the more you can just go, okay, like go inward and just be like, okay, how can I be the most calm? Because your reaction is what they look for, how they, that's then how they're going to react. Your energy is so big and getting on down on their level is super important too. just talking to them like they're not a little kid doing something wrong, just like explaining, like, but being calm, I think, and just that energy is so, so, so important for kids. So just kind of keep that in mind. I know it's hard. I know we are trying to juggle so many things. We're, you know, we don't want kids yelling in our ears. We're trying to work. Those are all super frustrating things, but talking and explaining and the calmness really does make a difference in how your kids then react back to you because all they're looking for for the most part is attention so if they're if they're screaming and yelling and doing all those things they're just trying to get your attention so it's okay or or put a timer on all right you got 10 minutes with mom I'm gonna play a game with you and then I have to get back to work and then the timer goes off and I'm sorry I have to get back to work and or whatever it may be or, you know, so it's just find little ways to still be present, still be there, not completely, you know, again, we're not going to be able to do everything, but try to just do everything in just a calm way. I just would say calm is, is such a big, big thing. It is. And I think that's like a good thing to end on because I feel like it ties in everything of just what we talked about the, in the beginning of being able to still find those moments to take care of you. And I think the more that you do that, the more that you can find that calm inside of you to deal with your kids and not to reflect your stress back out on them. Like doing as much as you can for you really helps them too. Totally. You can't, you know, you can't help others. If you can't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of others. If you don't take care of yourself first. Yeah. Thank you, Lola. Thanks for coming on and chatting. No, thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. You guys can find Lola. If you don't already follow her on Instagram at what Lola likes and are you on TikTok? I'm on TikTok. I've been dabbling in TikTok a little bit. It's also what Lola likes on TikTok. Okay. I've been dabbling on TikTok too. I'm not quite like, I know.
it's fun, but it's, you know, it's, it's different. It's definitely different, but it's, it's kind of fun. It, I, I find it's going to be a, probably a way of boosting Instagram because Instagram is just a, it's just a terrible situation with the algorithm. <laughs> so I'm like, well, maybe if I dabble in TikTok, people will come over to in- Instagram because any other way you can't really grow on Instagram these days. True. True. So Instagram or TikTok, you're there. There. Big thanks to Lola for coming on and chatting. We did have some technical difficulties on this call, so I think it's pretty amazing that we had the conversation that we did (laughs) because technology was just not on our side today. But she's so awesome, and I just really enjoyed hearing from her about the importance of getting help, which we know we need to do, but it's not always easy to do. So I think it was helpful to hear from her and being able to find those ways to still take care of yourself when the kids needs usually always come first but you matter too so I hope if you take anything away from today it's that you and your needs are important and they matter and you're not selfish or bad for needing those things for yourself as well talk to you soon